Hello, it's Nicholas, Sparkles of Gold. Greetings. Thanks for stopping by on the recording, video, and the podcast. Uh, this episode is going to be like traditional. Uh, I'm actually going to try to talk about some uh, astrology aspects here starting from February 10th, which I'm doing this recording at about 12.47 a.m. on the West Coast in the United States. Um until about uh, Feb- February 18th, just eight days later, I'm going to talk about several aspects and a full moon that happens in the middle of all this. So let's get right to it. Um, February 10th, here we are with a Gemini moon. Um, I will say the day and a half before we had Mars and Capricorn that made a, an electrifying trine with Uranus and Taurus. That is still lingering. This is a a great aspect for the structure and the goal orientation of Mars and Capricorn and what it's trying to achieve during its transit and to have this electrifying, uh, 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 progressive, revolutionary energy of Uranus and Taurus where they create a conduit, a trine together, and they flow. So here's where ideas and and thoughts and something that's new and uh, uh, not normal can come in and help the Mars and Capricorn cause for what it's building. If you want more specifics on this, you can look to the Capricorn part of your chart where a lot of action has been happening for everybody. Um, If you don't know what part of the chart that is, you can always contact me at sparklesofgold.com or at the links I have here on the recording, and I could tell you where that is in the chart. So we we're st- that's still lingering. Also, at the moment, Mars is applying to its conjunction with Venus and Capricorn. This is an ongoing story that will happen all the way through the month of February, all the way into the second middle of March. Um, and Mars is a degree away at this point on February 10th from Venus at 13 degrees, Mars at 12. So there's this dance, the oldest dance in our history of, of Mars and Venus and what they do. Uh, do they get along or is it love or is it hate? Is it war and peace? Um, in, in this particular instance, I'm going to be a little bit more positive on this broadcast and say that Mars is coming with a little bit more force towards Venus and wanting to control the situation and, and get the job done. And, and when Mars being a Capricorn, it flows there and it's just on a, a, a step-by-step methodical controlling way of building something, which is great. And it's, it's a focused Mars. It's a get it done Mars. You have to be a little careful though with Venus coming in because Venus just came out of a retrograde and moving through 40 days of being retrograde, a transit that started all the way into in the end of 2021. So, you know, Venus is is still new as a morning star, still there. And, and I take this as the thing where Mars and Venus have to come to terms with each other and work together and negotiate and play by the rules that they establish with each other. Mars is going to want to lay the rules down, but I think in this case, they have to lay the rules down together. And if they do, great things. Now they're in tandem. Mars is not working alone. Venus isn't working alone. They're working together. Uh, This requires boundaries, rules, the respect for those boundaries and rules, the stand in integrity and honesty. Now, that's great if you can do that. I think if one hasn't been paying attention to their the transit of Venus and Capricorn the last several months and not being honest about their values their value systems uh, within themselves and how they relate to the world and other people and relationships and, and 
uh, Mars wants to maybe do a little bit of cleanup and say, hey, let's come on, let's start to move forward with what you learned. And hopefully you did unearth some things with, with Venus and Capricorn because it had its aspects with Mercury, because it had its aspects with Pluto, several of them, and still will have one more. So things have been unearthed on the relationship realm. And we always know in the relationship realm, it first starts with you and how you see yourself, how you value yourself. And uh, with Venus being in Capricorn, what um, grounded pillars and foundations that have worked for you in the past, um, do they work now? And some of those things need to go. And the ones, the things that do work, to, to, to patch those pillars up, those foundations up, and to move forward, and to bring in some new tools in. And a nurse sign like Capricorn, I think tools are important, goals are important, a, a, a deadline's important, and this is where things can get done at a slower pace than, let's say, other signs and other elements. So Mars is coming in here to, to really put down the iron, to really do the work along with Venus. Just be honest with yourself of how this has played out with you. And you still have work and chances to look at and reevaluate the, the powers that work for you and the false power with Venus and, and some of those false powers and things that, that have worked in the past do not work anymore. And this is one of the last times to maybe recycle some of those things and bring in something new. Well, that's an interesting way to start off February 10th because the Mars-Venus conjunction actually becomes exact by degree on the 11th at that point that they're going to be together in the sky for the whole month. But what does happen on February 11th actually is more of a more Capricorn story. And at this point, Mercury is going to make its conjunction with Pluto in the sky. And it's already made several in the last month and a half because Mercury was, uh, went through Capricorn already. Then Mercury went into Aquarius and then Mercury stopped and went retrograde and went all the way back to the later degrees of Capricorn. And there's already been a couple points and relations, I will say relations or conjunctions with Pluto, where there's been some truth that has been put on the table and unearthed and brought up and some things that poisons that have come up and, and things that need to be released and let go of. And Mercury here is putting words into that, putting words to that in Capricorn. And, and, and if it's flowing the way it should, the words are, uh, uh, don't come in fast, the slow, well thought out, methodical with healthy boundaries and rules surrounding let's say conversations that have to do with certain types of truths that have come up to the surface if applied correctly i think this particular conjunction along what's happening with venus in and mars and capricorn they all can work together I know I'm sounding really positive on this recording because some other recordings I did, I'm telling people to watch out about Mars and Capricorn trying to get its way, trying to assert control and domination and manipulation. And that is there. And the same thing can happen with words with Mercury conjunct Pluto. But I think in this case, because we've already done this twice, that the le many lessons have been learned, let's say if one were to be involved in power dynamic situations where someone wasn't saying the truth, they were lying, they were avoiding the truth, or they were trying to impose their control over, over certain situations. So I think if one is honest, this, this is a workable, beautiful thing with truth, with Venus and Mars. 
later down the line, Venus and Mars still have to make another touching point with Pluto. So you could see how this is like chapters in the story. Anyway, that Mercury-Pluto conjunction is on February 11th. At that point, we are in a Cancer moon. We head over and we move a couple days to a, a big day just in general, which is Valentine's Day on a Monday. At this point, the moon uh, has gone through Cancer and it's going to be in Leo. At that point, through the weekend before uh, Valentine's Day, Mercury goes through the last degrees of Capricorn and on Valentine's Day enters in uh, Aquarius again, where it was three weeks ago, more than three weeks ago, and it's it's retracing the, these degrees again. And I think there's a little bit of a, a letting go or, or a little bit more airy, a mental quality to Mercury more and so serious than it was in Capricorn. Um, we have it's we still have a lot of Capricorn planets in Capricorn and the Sun and, and Saturn and now Mercury in Aquarius, which is ruled by Capricorn. But there's a little bit more space now with Mercury being in Aquarius. It, it wants a little bit more space and not feel so confined and controlled maybe as it was in Capricorn. So that's happening on Valentine's Day. Interestingly enough, on that day, still, you know, we still have the ongoing Mars and Venus conjunction that's happening. And I think this is could be feel good. Can you believe it? I'm talking positive and feel good here, but it is. And and I think if one were to um, not be conservative in the way that they show their feelings and love to themselves, to loved ones, so on and so forth, but are just real and understand that that in a day like Valentine's Day and what can come along with the pressures of that or or the exuberance and the love of that, that there is a little bit of guideline and rules and that's a great container to have to hold that and and not feel so much pressure. That's a general statement for me to say because Valentine's Day can be a hard holiday for a lot of people and great for whoever else. So if you are the type of person that's alone um, and in your own world, you can also maybe take things in, in a chill, conservative way and you don't have to feel the need to go overboard or or even if it's not your thing to celebrate. But you could see what I'm saying here. You you are in control of what's happening that day. And even though it Valentine's Day comes with some dramatic energy in itself, I think it's pretty chill considering and pretty feel good. I know. I'm talking feel good. <laughs> Um, we, we move a couple days into uh, of February 16th, which is a Wednesday, and this is a big day. Um, here we have um, the moon's in Leo. It's been in Leo for like since Valentine's Day and so on and so forth. Uh, Mercury's now in Aquarius. We, we have Venus, Mars and Venus still together in conjunct. Um, and, but the full moon is happening at 28, 20, uh, 27 to 28 degrees Leo at, at that point, full moon, the moon's opposite the sun in the sky. They're opposing each other. That's how the full moon works. And here, lots of energy here with the Leo full moon and Venus and Mars are still in play here. And I think not dominating the story, um, but they're just so tightly together on this day that, um, it's part of this full moon story. This is this full moon is happening in fixed signs of Aquarius and Leo, and all the fixed signs have had a go of things here 
uh, for the last year and will continue to. Um, the, the moon's lunar nodes, that's, these are where the eclipses happen, um, are at 26 degrees, Taurus and Scorpio. So they're part of this full moon. It's kind of like a, a big uh, cross, a, a, you know, grand cross, they would say. And so there is some tension to this. There can be, as there always is with fixed signs. The fixed signs, um, Taurus, uh, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, you know, we like, they like the tension. They take things from A to B. The, the cardinal signs in the zodiac, the cardinal signs being the ones that start the seasons, they initiate things. And after they initiate, the sign always after the cardinal sign is going to be fixed. And the fixed signs take what's initiated and then they keep it going in a focused manner. So a lot of times you'll hear, you know, in the astrology world, fixed signs can be stubborn. They, they have their blind spots. But that's part of it, being fixed and having to, to, to work and plot and, and to push through in, in a tunnel or a straight line. And that's a great thing about fixed signs. But there's so much tension involved in there, too. Stubbornness. So on this full moon happening, Leo, the full moon's in Leo with Aquarius, fixed signs, and then you have the moon's nodes, which I mentioned earlier, which are in uh, Taurus and Scorpio, you could see there could be tension here. If I were to utilize something like this, I would look to Venus and Mars and Capricorn and play along with those rules that have been being established between Venus and Mars here for the last now week and a half and will continue to this is the guidance this is the container um, along with jupiter in pisces that day in particular is at 10 degrees you, you know you have water and earth in a sense as a backing that can give a container and some openness emotionally and where it can feel safe again it all depends on your chart um, and how you deal with tension but I'm just giving a possible solution here. I'm giving some sort of container to look to the Venus and Mars and Capricorn, look to the Jupiter and Pisces on this full moon day, February 16th, as the oasis, as the place to, to sit down in. Moon and Leo wants to show itself and be seen amazingly. I love it. I love it. And, and, and to show one's creative potential in the Leo part of the chart. But if there's tension that day, so on and so forth, remember, you don't have to be on stage all the time. You could kind of chill in that Capricorn seat along with that, um, that Jupiter and Pisces glass of water to keep things chill. <laughs> yes, I just did say that. Um, so anyway, the full moon's on uh, uh, February 16th. Um, on the 17th, the next day, Jupiter is in a sextile with Uranus and Taurus. This is actually in a, a great, great aspect. It doesn't happen all the time. So Jupiter, uh, bountiful Jupiter, an expansive Jupiter in Pisces where it, it loves to be. And in, in, in it's about uh, love, complete love, collective love, the dream, the divine a fantasy fog, um, uh, uh, but here dreams can be had, and and the inspiration and the faith and hope that comes with Jupiter and Pisces, 
now has this relationship with electric Uranus and Taurus, water and earth. So there is some stability here in that dream and that hope and that wish that comes from a, a, the deepest place which I believe in is just pure love and compassion and the infinite here has something new that comes in with Uranus and Taurus has something different come in to work together in this conduit. That's a sextile. And it's for such a brief moment. You could say the day before the day of on the 17th and the day after. So here you have more water and earth working together and um, take advantage of something like this because of just coming out of the full moon. Um, it, at that point, that day, the moon is going to be in Virgo at that point, going into a uh, a transit. Then on the Friday, February 18th, we finally leave the Aquarian birthdays and we get into the first day where the sun ingresses into Pisces on Friday the 18th. Um, I will leave it at that. Some of the next recordings I'm going to be doing are going to be a lot of to have to do with Aquarius and a lot of Pisces. Uh, Pisces is going to be the theme now the next two months. Um, and at this point, too, um, we still have Venus and Mars together in the sky at 18 degrees, and they're still doing their dance and hopefully still getting along. <laughs> they're playing by the rules, the Capricorn rules. And for those of you uh, listening to this recording, watching the recording, you know, you might have listened to my other podcast before or the videos and giving you warnings about Mars and Capricorn and control or uh, uh, the delusions that can happen and the fantasy and fog that can happen with Jupiter and Pisces. And that's, that's all true. It depends on who you are and how you handle those things. But when you have Venus and Mars together pretty much in the sky all of February and going into March, um, think about it as a dance and a work in progress, that there's steps to learn in the dance and different dances. And sometimes you step on each other's feet. Other times you, you need to take a break away from each other with a little bit of space. That's the boundary that I'm talking about. And come back and you try to do the dance steps again. Um, and then you be, it becomes habit. It become, it, it's, it's, uh, you start to formulate the dance between uh, your partner, Venus, let's, Venus and Mars and Capricorn. Here's the example I'm using. And then they start to be in tandem together slowly and solidly with, with a, a foundation of practice and a step-by-step -step plotting towards the goal and the achievement, what Venus and Mars have, have come together to do in the Capricorn part of your chart. Again, if you do not know where that is in your chart, you can always look up your chart or you can get a hold of me and I'll let you know. This is an ongoing story. Um, that's my uh, recording here. Um, I wish every single one of you watching and listening a great week. And remember, the power, the ultimate power that we all have as human beings is the power of choice how we choose to react to things. We can't control everything that happens to us, but how we choose to react to things is huge power. And astrology helps us do that. We, we look into things, we look at our charts, we look at the upcoming week or the next month or the year, and we're kind of looking at the, the, the vibe and the weather things. And if we have a little bit of awareness, and when things do happen, like, oh, I, I knew these certain types of dynamics that happen, and at this moment, I choose to do this. And I'm saying this to you because of this Venus-Mars dance, 
because there's power plays and dynamics and control that can happen. Not everything's perfect. And we're also dealing with what the truth is here. And I think if you're honest with yourself, and let's say you're dealing with somebody else and you're honest and you respect yourself and the other and you stand in integrity and honor, that's where love flourishes. And that's your other power is that pure love that we all have within ourselves and the world. It's always there. And when you come from a place of honor and, t- and integrity and, and love, you're using love, you could do anything. Thanks for listening and watching. I'll see you next time.